This is the Who's to Say podcast with your struggle bus captain, Grant Sheffield. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to episode 21 of the Who's to Say podcast. It's your struggle bus captain here, Grant Sheffield. And I'm exhausted. I just got back from a run. It did not go swimmingly, but that's fine too. Uh, see what's going on. So last week episode with Ngozi, that was cool. That was a uh, that was a fun episode. What's crazy about that episode is like, uh, as I said on the podcast last week, me and him were supposed to record that episode way earlier in the day. But he kept finding stuff to do. So yeah, that didn't. Uh, I enjoyed the episode. It was, it was funny. I thought it was funny. I listened to it a few times myself. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good sign. But, yeah, the episode was fun. Shout out to Ngozi. Uh, make sure you check out his music. Uh, it's on his website, gozigoes.com. His SoundCloud. He, I think he drops a song about once every two weeks. I think typically on Thursdays. I might be wrong. Sorry if I'm wrong, Ghost. But, yeah, shout out to that guy. Uh, we had an interesting experience at the uh, at the IHOP that we didn't get to recount. So we're at the IHOP and we're you know just talking or whatever. And this guy, he works in the back, and by the back I mean like the kitchen. But you know, you guys knew that. So he works in the kitchen and like uh, like I'm I get up from the conversation like oh I'm going to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. And I heard like a lot of commotion while I'm in the bathroom whilst urinating, guys whilst. And uh, I heard this guy's voice. I was like, oh, somebody's upset. And then um, I walk out and we go and sit. I go sit back down. And uh, I was like, I was like Ngozi, did you hear that? He's like, yeah, you heard that? I was like, yeah. So the guy in the kitchen, I guess he was pissed off about tips or something service job related. You know how it goes. They treat you like trash and so do the customers. And uh, he was flipping out. And like I said, it goes, I was like, when did this, when this uh, IHOP turn into a Waffle House? Because it was like an all-black IHOP, which is essentially just Waffle House. So we had a, it was a, it was, it was hilarious to watch that. It was also very weird. People seemed like they were, I'm not going to say afraid, but uh, it was an experience. Um, that was, that situation was kind of like when I went to, um, I went to Olive Garden a few months ago with my friends, and it was all black servers at the Olive Garden, and everybody who was black also had dreads, which I thought was very, very hilarious, because that never happens. You go to a black Olive Garden. Um, like, I know, like, the Moors and all that stuff, like, essentially black, I guess, but, like, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, like I was in there and I was like, to my friends, like, like, is it me? Is there a little huh in here? And she was like, she's like, yeah, it's, it's a few more black servers than I typically expect to see at the IHOP. I was like, there are 100,000 times as many black servers in this Olive Garden than I would expect. 100,000. Because let's say there were 10, maybe 11 servers, eight of which were black. The other three were white. And it's not like we were in a bad area. It was 
<clears throat> I guess bad is relative, especially if you listen to Kanye. All right, we're having fun. No, uh, but I feel like it was, we were in a decent area. I just thought it was very peculiar, if you will. Very uh, curve-ish, I would say. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> the week I uh, did the podcast with Ngozi, I was on vacation that week. So that was solid. Not to have to work for seven straight days and then collect the check. It's like, uh, it's the best type of uh, unemployment, I guess. But you're employed. Um, so that was cool. I uh, came back from the vacation that following Monday. No, that Sunday. Yeah, that Sunday. And uh, I felt refreshed. I never feel that way at work. Usually I come into work. I was like, ah, this place again. But I came in and like, customers weren't as annoying as they typically are. Like, they come in, tell me I won't upgrade the phone. I was like, oh, sure. What kind of phone? Blah, blah, blah. And I was not in a bad mood at all, all week, so I've been, it's been a solid week, I haven't uh, flipped out on a customer, I haven't been overly sarcastic to a customer, if you will, um, I found myself, somebody called me kind the other day, which uh, is hilarious, they thought I was Stella, but I am not, it was fantastic, um, hilarious to me like I'm the guy comes in he has like a phone that's jacked up and he's like uh, he's like yeah it won't work and then like I did a few things in the phone it was working I made a phone call solid fast forward 10 to 12 minutes he comes back in yeah the phone's not working I was like all right so then I like did whatever put his stuff in the old phone he's like thanks you're so kind you're so nice you're very patient I guess the the facial expressions have lessened since the vacation. Um, so that's good. Um, solid sales days the last few days. It's been good. Um, saw Avengers. I will not spoil it. But what's important that I haven't talked about in at least one episode is Atlanta. Uh, now's a good time. For me to be honest about the season of Atlanta, I have I've been like that guy who's like, oh well, it's not that bad. It's it's not that bad. They're doing this. They're doing this. All right, this season of Atlanta, I would I would call it orange popsicles. That's right, orange popsicles. Because it's not great. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's it's just okay. Something to get you through. That's what this season is. It's just okay. You know? It's like, if I got nothing else to watch, sure. It's Orange Popsicles. Like, I was... The season finale, I think, is in the next two weeks or so. And this season, they have... uh, I guess they sent all the writers, at least all the writers that... All the joke writers to another show. I was like, hey, you guys go work on Blackish this season. We'll do all the drama on our own. Because that's what it seems like that all the joke writers have left. That's not a slight to Donald Glover, because that's my boy. Uh, can't wait to hit a new album. But uh, not a lot of jokes this season. And I'm a fan of like the drama in the show. Um, like this season, typically in the second season of most shows, uh, what I've noticed 
is they're doing more. I guess they give me more background on the character, which I can understand that. So some parts, of course, have to be more dramatic or whatever. Um, but for the most part, it's just long storytelling with a very weird, not a very weird end, but a very eh, take it or leave it type of end, where it's like, yeah, this didn't, this didn't really do much for me. Now, of course, uh, if it get re gets renewed for season three, which I'm about 100%, it'll be renewed just because there have been episodes this season that were like, oh, this is amazing. Like the Freddie Perkins episode, by far, is my favorite episode of the season. Um, I think that one and the Cat Williams episode probably are my top two. Third episode is probably going to be the Barbershop episode. The Barbershop episode is very... Uh, very tongue-in-cheek, very uh, inside baseball for black dudes and black women who take their sons to the barbershop. So I thought it was, I thought those three episodes were pretty solid. The rest of them, you know, kind of take it or leave it. I like what they're doing with the character, uh, with uh, with Ern's character as well as uh, Paperboy. I like what they're doing as far as like the background stuff. But just like I was saying last week on the podcast, I want to laugh. I want to laugh. I want to laugh when I'm watching a show, a special, or whatever. Of course, if it's like a straight drama, yeah, like I know there's probably many funny parts. But in the back of my mind, I feel like if I was a person who was like on the writing team on a drama, I'm going to find somewhere in there to give the main character a one-liner that is going to hit so hard. That's all I would want. If I ever got like a big writing job, I would be on like the darkest, darkest drama where like there are like suicides uh, and all and rapes and all the worst things you can think of. I just want to have like the main character have the most solid one liner. It just brings the house down. Of course, it's not in front of people, so you'll never know. But like that would be amazing. That would be a solid, solid writing gig. In my opinion, that would be that would be dope. Um, let's see, upcoming shows, got a show in Asheville, shout out to uh, Matt White for that one, so me, uh, Matt White, Shadi Diaz, Troy Coleman, I'm going to Asheville, see him go up the mountains, it's going to be pretty fun, I'm pretty excited, it's going to be good, um, that, that could be fun, we can go to the mountains, see if I can uh, do some hiking, situations um yeah i've been to Asheville and a relationship and a half ago all right i think about four or five years ago i think the last time anthony jesselnick came to Asheville uh was the last time i was in Asheville. um so yeah should be solid i think i know the venue i think that's where i saw Anthony Jesselneck. If not, I think it's like not far from that joint. So we're gonna be leaving early, early Saturday morning. The show is I think Saturday night at nine o'clock. So that means we're gonna have nine hours to kill in Asheville. Um, yeah, like I said, it'd be cool to go like uh, hiking. Maybe we can see like a go like a museum type sitch. That'd be solid. I've been trying to get outside more as of late. Uh, of course, with my job. Pretty much, um, I'm inside all day, 
and it's like an all glass storefront. So like I can see outside, but I can't be outside. So that's even worse. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to see if, we can, if I can get outside, uh, go for like a walk or a run. Probably go for a run. That'd be good. Um, get some of these, uh, these craft beers because you know those hipsters, they always got their drinks. So that should be fun. Um, let's see what else. It's May. So, another Star Wars movie is coming out. Pretty excited about seeing that one because Donald Glover's in it. I, have, I don't think I've seen any of the other ones in recent memory. I think I've seen like the ones from like the early 2000s. The rest of them, I was like, ah, I don't really, really care. So, yeah, that should be that should be solid. I think I saw whichever one Samuel Jackson was in. I think I saw those and then after that I was like and I'm clocking out because I didn't I didn't really care I've never been in Star Wars or Star Trek um so yeah it'd be good to see uh Donald Glover in that what was interesting about him getting this role is like the Spider-Man role of course years ago like it was like rumor mill that he would get that job since they were going to rebrand it and uh I guess it makes sense seeing how like uh avengers went like how all that went that they couldn't have like a older spider-man like it only makes sense for spider-man to be uh you know a 20 18 19 year old british kid playing a 16 year old uh white kid from brooklyn it only makes sense so yeah um but it was good it was good to uh Good to see him in this role, potentially. I, I'm going to go see it. So I think he's going to be good in it. Um, also, piggybacking on Atlanta, I think that's one of the reasons why the season kind of went down. Because everybody, second season of any show that was popular in his first season, it seems at least that the fame has came for everybody. So, uh, Aaron, of course, Donald Glover has his music. Um, obviously he has, uh, the show. I know he's probably producing some stuff on the side that we haven't heard of yet. Um, also Lakeith Stanfield, who was one of the main characters. He, uh, of course he plays Darius on the uh, show. He has a movie coming out in June, which I'm super excited about. I'm gonna go see that joint. Um, then let's see. Donald Glover's girlfriend, fiance, baby mama, I don't know the situation. She is in the upcoming Deadpool 2 movie. Uh, Zazie Beats is her name. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm probably not. Um, amazing. She's a 10 out of 10. Perfect. Um, she's a really, really, really good actress in Atlanta. I've seen her in some other stuff too. Um, I always get her confused with the girl who, well, with the woman. Apologies, SJ Dubs, uh, with the woman who plays who played uh, Louis's wife in Louis or ex-wife. I always get those two confused. They have similar faces to me. They might not be similar at all, but they look like they're the same woman to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know if um, yeah yeah homeboy who plays a uh, paperboy is also. 
in an upcoming movie or was in a movie that came out like a few months ago. So I know like scheduling three people who are like trying to, not trying to, they are, who are killing it in other movies is probably hard because taping a TV series probably takes like eight to 10 months, I'm sure, to have all that stuff like edited, written, wrapped, shot, um, post-production, everything. Probably takes eight to 10 months. So I'm imagining somewhere in season one, they were also having moments where people were like filming for the movies that are out now. That's just simple math. So um, season three should be amazing though. Season three, they're going to really, they're going to knock it out of the park for us because they care. If you're watching, uh, if you're watching Atlanta, then you've probably also seen the show uh, Snowfall on FX. If you haven't, it's about crack in LA and it's fantastic. All right. I don't know what it is about like uh, these, these, these shows or these documentaries that have like crack in it, but it's so interesting to me. Like. You grow up, you listen like Tupac, Biggie, stuff like that, and like you're just like fully immersed into like what it was like, you know, in the crack era and blah blah blah. So like whenever Snowfall dropped, I was like, I gotta watch this show, and uh, really good show, really really good show. That is season two is starting in July, so I think July the nineteenth, which is also when my lease is up. Hmm. Interesting, but yeah, uh, that's gonna be a really, uh, really good season. I feel like um, other things going on in the world. I'm sure, you've heard of it. Nobody wants to talk about it. LeBron is destroying everybody on the planet. All right, it's hilarious. They're like, oh, when is <laughs> when is Father Tom going to affect LeBron? I don't think Father Tom is going to. I think in about three and a half years, LeBron just gonna be like. You know what? My motor just won't run low. I quit. I think that's what it's going to be. LeBron is 35 years old. Um, all the commentators were saying that he was probably going to um, bust on this last game, meaning they thought he was going to score like next to nothing for LeBron's stats, at least. Uh, they were like, yeah, LeBron will probably score about 25 points. He's probably still exhausted from the first game. First game, LeBron was the whole game. Second game, LeBron scored 40 41 points, all right? 41 points against the Toronto Raptors. The funniest thing I saw in the last uh, 48 hours, uh, Colin Coward, uh, he put on uh, Twitter that Toronto should just say, say, change their name to the LeBronto Raptors because he owns them, and he does. Every playoff series they've been in, LeBron has smoked the Raptors. And this is the thing, every year, these commentators that get on ESPN, Fox Sports, NBC Sports, and all the rest of them, right? And they're like, is this the year the Toronto Raptors are going to make it out of the Eastern Conference? No. That year hasn't come. That year won't come until LeBron goes to Toronto. And, Tor and LeBron's not going to Toronto. It's already cold enough in Cleveland, all right? So... They lost every series, if I remember correctly, that they played against LeBron. Um, they're now down 2-0, I think. Yeah, they're down 0-2. They're down 
they've won no games. LeBron and the Le- <laughs> the LeBron gang, all of them, they've won two games. Toronto is one zero. They're going back to Cleveland. All right. So chances are in the second round of the playoffs, an NBA team might get swept. All right. That's interesting to watch. In the second round of the playoffs, a professional NBA team might get swept by one dude. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, West Coast, uh, who cares? It's fine. We, we know where it's going with the West Coast. All right? Uh, you know, the more than likely, the Warriors and the... Uh, who are the other ones? And the Rockets are going to be in the finals. That'll probably be a 4-3 series. Warriors will probably win it like off of like a, I don't know, some weird Steph Curry three-pointer with five seconds left in the game, and that'll be the end of the series. This is me, of course, looking far in advance. But I think Houston and uh, Golden State will probably be in the finals for the Western Conference. Eastern Conference. I don't think LeBron's going to make it out of the third round. Out of, I don't think he's going to make it to, like, the Eastern. Well, yeah, he'll yeah, he'll get past this. I don't think he's going to make it out of the East. Just because uh, I think they're going to have to play the, I want to say, their biggest challenge will probably be going up against the Celtics. Um, not that the Celtics have, like, a huge squad or anything like that. But um, I, I think that the Celtics kind of match them a little bit better, even though Kyrie's not playing or whatever. Um, I think that would probably be difficult for them to make it out of the East. And other than that, I don't know anybody in the East Coast. All I know who's playing right now is Boston. Uh, D.C., you did terribly. Washington, I knew nothing was going to happen. With you guys. John Wall, a lot of respect for that dude. More power to him. You're not getting out of the East. It's not happening. Sorry. It's not. Uh, your boy uh, Beasley, not Beasley, whatever his name is. He's solid, but he's not a star. He's not a superstar. He's good. He's a good NBA player. Um, just what happened in the NBA, NFL draft. Just went down, like, not too long ago. Um, a one-armed man. He has more than one arm. This guy's name is Shaquem Griffin. He got drafted by the Seahawks. Him and his brother both got drafted. So that's one of those stories that ESPN and ABC and Hallmark and all these other uh, real mushy types like. So that's a solid story. He uh, has He has two arms, but he just has... I don't know how to explain it. It's weird. But he is going to the NFL, and that's fantastic. Um, he's one of those uh, stories of if anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So that's solid. Um, he is. I think he's missing an arm or something like that. He was a great football player in college, like a beast. I want to say he's a defensive end, I want to say. So, yeah. Um, other than that, my Patriots... We, uh, you know, whatever. You would, you would think, we'd be like, hey, man, how about a quarterback? I love Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady is um, old. This is the thing about it. Um, Tom Brady can be the president, but he's too old to be a firefighter. That's when it's time to give it up. That's when you hang up your cleats. So um, that's where my Patriots did as far as like draft. I think we got like a guard, um, somebody on defense, and a decent amount of other people who won't contribute day one. All right, whatever. It would have been great to get a quarterback. Rumor mill has it that they were trying to get, um, what's the dude who's like uh, Johnny Manziel, but from, uh, but curses a little bit more. Uh, whatever his name, Baker Mayfield, that's it. He's the same height as Johnny Manziel. Um, said some stupid stuff on Twitter, much like Johnny Manziel. Same height, probably around the same weight. Um, probably the same amount of like uh, money in the background so they were saying that he was going to he potentially was going to go to the Patriots um, which I think would have been a horrible move just because we don't need a six foot quarterback um, our offense is kind of set up to have somebody who's like maybe like 6'3 and up maybe 6'4 and up just because, like, all of our, you know, I don't know. If Russell Wilson can be a quarterback, anybody can be a quarterback, right? I don't know. So, yeah. That was about everything with the NFL. <clears throat> um, let's see other things that go on in the world. A lady asked me about uh, Kanye West at work yesterday. She goes, have you seen the Kanye West video? I was like, yeah. She goes, what do you think? And uh, I just, you know, I was like, I responded to her. I was like, eh, you know. And I just left it at that. But what I wanted to say is uh, I miss the old Kanye. But I was like, I'm not going to go into this rap. She probably doesn't know this song. This lady's maybe like uh, 52, 53. She probably doesn't even like listen to Kanye anymore. She probably hasn't heard any of his songs since like Stronger. Um, but yeah. That's all. I was just like, yeah, you know, what are you, what are you gonna do? Um, I am very uh, interested in watching uh, human activity around the Kanye uh, videos and songs and all this because I'm watching people do the same thing they did um, with Donald Trump, Obama, as well as George Bush, which is they decide that if they cut off a friend of theirs who supports somebody they don't support, that it that it makes them a better person. I, I never understood that. Like I have friends who are who voted for Trump. I have friends who voted for Bush. I have friends who voted for Obama. I have unfriended zero people. Zero. Because this is the thing about friendship. Alright? This is my Dr. Phil moment. We became friends not because who you vote for. We became friends because I liked something in you. You liked something in me. That's where I'm at with things. Like, I have friends who post stuff about how great Trump is. I got friends who post stuff about how bad he is. I got friends who even post how good, uh, <laughs> how, how, like, I don't know. I have friends who will post things, and they're just like, yeah, but just know that this guy could never be 
as good as what Newt Gingrich would have been. Newt Gingrich? Ugh. What? You could have just... You could have just said Mike Dukakis. I would have been easily as confused as what you what you mean by that. But that's just, you know, I just found the interest. Like, I'm not really, like, a super political person. Because uh, guess what? I still got to pay the fucking rent. So who's in the White House doesn't really affect that the first is coming for me. All right? Um, so that's what's interesting. Like, I was, it's interesting to watch uh, your friends that you've known for 10, 15, 20 years, uh, destroy anybody whose opinion is different than theirs. Not just like uh, people in like celebrities or whatever, but just like your regular friends. I think that's a very interesting thing, especially for how new the internet is. Like kind of like I spoke about last week on the podcast. Like this is a, this is the golden age of throwing shade. I would say this is the golden age of throwing shade. Like if you don't like something, people feel empowered to say that thing. You can say whatever you want, guys, whatever you want to say, but there will be ramifications for your First Amendment rights, all right? Yeah, freedom of speech, say whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, okay? There are ramifications. That's the only thing. Like, I don't get into these big tiffs on Facebook and Instagram and wherever else about, like, politics and stuff like that. Just put up your cat videos, Let's see these, gradu- these graduation photos, all right? Let's put up these chicks with these fat asses. I'm joking. I only do it on Instagram. All right. Uh, but I just don't understand, like, people take themselves way too seriously on Facebook. Like, that platform has made monsters out of some, out of some people. So uh, it's been interesting. Like I said, a lady asked me about Kanye. I was like, eh, you know. <clears throat> there are things that are going to be, uh, that serve as distractions, all right? If you let those things in to your head and you uh, ruminate over those things, the only negativity is going to come to you, all right? Because what you put in your ears as well as what you see with your eyes affects how you carry yourself every day. Like me, I try to keep it pretty positive, you know? Like, I'll hear stuff on TV. People are like, oh, did you hear about this? I was like, yeah. Like, what did you think? I was like, I didn't. I didn't at all. Because as soon as I think about it, then it becomes a part of me. Like, if it's something positive, like if I like, had a customer come the other day, they're like, yeah, we're here in town because um, my, my son or my niece or whatever he was saying is uh, graduated from college. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. That's the type of stuff I ask more questions about because I think that's important. Not things that I already know most of the answers to. They're like, oh, what did you think about when he said this? I, I didn't. I know what, what my opinion is and... I'm not trying to win anybody over with my opinions. Like, if somebody disagrees with my opinions, that's fine. A lot of times, I'll be the guy who wants to put something on Facebook, and I'm just like, you know what? Is it worth it? Is it really worth all the hassle of me putting this up there? Then I got to respond. Then I get a text message. Then it's a phone call. I would rather say nothing, thinking in my head, know what's great, than me putting it on Facebook and got to talk to you. On three different platforms. I gotta talk to you on Facebook first. Then you gotta send me a, a text message. Then you gotta end up sending me, then you gotta give me a phone call. Then when you see me in person, we gotta talk. I gotta talk to you four times about something I thought of in my underwear. I'm not doing this. So that's why a lot of times I don't I don't pose anything controversial. Also because I don't I don't really give a fuck. Sorry, this is just where I'm at. I'm just like, ah, hey, let's 
Let's just make sure that we can uh, pay these bills. Huh? 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 All right. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> That's enough on uh, politics. Something, uh, a new development in my life is that one of my plants just budded. Because that's that's how I'm living right now. Super single. Ladies, don't waste your time. All right. Uh, but yeah, so that's something that's kind of cool, watching this plant grow. That's what happens when you don't have children. You just uh, watch other things that you're going to... All right, that's not going to sound good. But yeah, solid to watch this plant grow. Um, had one of my friends moving to her new place um, recently. A lot of changes are happening for my friend, my friend's group. One of my friends I talked to the other day, she's like, yeah, I'm in a really good uh, financial position, the best I've been in a few years' time, and that's awesome. She was telling me she, I don't know, her job has been, she works a server job, so you know that can be very up and down, just like a sales position. Uh, so she's been able to, like, save money and, like, uh, put stuff aside, which is awesome because you never know what's going to happen, all right? From day to day, you don't know if a fucking plane's going to crash into your house, even though chances are very, very low on that happen unless you live next to an airport then chances are high um another of my friends is going to grad school coming up here pretty soon she's going to grad school one way or another it's it's going to work itself out um <clears throat> let's see what else is going on with friends mm. oh here's a here's the thing one of my friends recently went on a date uh, with a church girl, uh, that should, that should be, um, that should be a TV show on its own, Dates with a Church Girl, currently airing on NBC, no, it would be like on Bounce or like Up TV, one of those like super, you know, you know how they get, but yeah, um, he said it didn't go that well, that person shall remain nameless, um, but yeah, I don't know, I've been on dates with like, uh, super religious women before. It is, um, <clears throat> it is interesting. It's, uh, I like to call people who are super religious, like super, super religious, not like spiritual or whatever you want to call yourself, but like super religious. I like to call those people, um, <laughs> I like to call them Jesus ninjas. Okay. Because they have a, they have a very interesting way of just chucking Jesus into every sense. Just chucking them in. Just chuck, chuck, chuck. Just like on a uh, Seinfeld. When um, when like George and uh, Jerry, they're like talking to a girl or whatever, and then she finds a way to bring up her boyfriend. It's the same thing with the Jesus thing with super religious girls. Like you'll be having like good back and forth conversation, and you'll you might just ask a random question like, "Oh, how's your job? Oh, my job's going great. I'm so blessed, but I'm so blessed to have this job." And you're like, "All right, yeah, that's that's fantastic." Jesus is really setting me aside from all the evildoers. I'm like, all right, can you can you take your foot off the gas just a hair, just a little bit, you know? Like you're 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 going about seventy five. If you could be going about forty, forty five, we'd be cool. Um, so that's that's interesting that he was telling me about that. And I was like, how many times uh how many times did she uh, hit the Jesus counter? He's like twice. I was like, nice, like that's top shelf. That's uh that's how you know you got a good one. That's a solid one. Um that's happened to me numerous times um with the online dating thing, whenever I was still doing that. 
It'll be uh, the first thing in the bio, according to him, and I've seen this as well, is they'll have um, Jesus Lover, Pet Owner, Hiker. Those are typically the three. And uh, I was talking to him. We were like, maybe if they could have flipped the numbers around, that we wouldn't be. And it's it's such a, a garbage thing. So they're like, well, can they just be this person? Why don't they just be the person I want them to be? That's how selfish online dating is. Because you get to choose. You get to choose who you talk to. Well, no. Let's let's change that. Women get to choose who they talk to. Because men, we just, <laughs> we'll throw that net out to see what happens. Most of the time, the girl isn't going to respond. The girl has more important things to do. Uh, Chris Rock has an amazing joke from, I want to say, it's from, maybe it's from Bigger and Blacker, I can't remember, or I Ain't Scared, but we just talk about how women uh, are accustomed to being hit on, and they've been used to this since they were 13, 14 years old. And it's true. And that's most evident in online dating. Like, a guy might send a girl a message on, like, Tinder or whatever the case may be, OkCupid, all that. Real quick aside, I learned this. Match.com owns all of these dating websites. I read that on a blog this morning. They own Tinder, OkCupid. Um, of course, obviously, they own Match. And they also own, uh, there's another one that people use. I don't think plenty of officials one of those. But I was like, that's, that's crazy to me. I, I guess I should have assumed it because, like, the analytics are kind of the same. If you're a nerd like me, you kind of see things like, like, oh, well, this thing, they probably do this and blah, blah, blah. So I thought it was very interesting. But back to the terrible story. So essentially, these, uh, the women have been hit on forever. And that's most evident in online dating because women get to choose. Like a guy will send them 400,000 messages and they'll, they'll send one message back. It's like, hey, and next thing you know, it's going to be 5,000 dick pics and go right into her inbox. That's why women don't respond to us guys because one to 200 guys got so sad. They're like, you know what? Let's go for broke. Here's the dick. And then women just stopped. Now, if a woman hits you up, like just sends you a message, Hey, man, go for it. Even, even if she's a mud duck, all right? You got something to work with, all right? You got somebody who's like, you know what? I was interested enough in your profile to give you a shot. I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, you know, of course, uh, a lot of people get so caught up in, like, being on online date, online dating things to, like, find, like, a mate or somebody they can live with the rest of their life, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes, to be honest, that's, it's really just to make friends. That's what it is. A lot of times it's legit just to make friends. And that's okay too. Um, I've been on there before, or at least I was years ago. And there are people who I've met up there who I'm still friends with today. Just because it's just like, you know, this is a cool person. Um, I don't think this is a person I can see myself like with the rest of my life or dating because, you know, you got weird schedules and all this stuff. But like you can be friends. Like a confidant, if you will. It's not a it's not like a big deal. So that's all I have to say about online dating. I know these hot takes are amazing for everybody listening right now. Um see what else is going on in the world.
have one, yeah, I got the show coming this weekend, Oak City Comedy Festival. Oak City Comedy Festival. It's coming up. It's your butt doing some jokes. Nah. So that's going to be fantastic. Um, that's going to be May the 22nd through May 26th. Um, I am on three shows. I'm hosting the Emerge show uh, where Jay Bliss is going to be headlining. I think that show's at 10 p.m. My phone isn't near me, so I don't know exactly. But I think that's on the 25th, I think. So I'm doing three shows. I think I'm performing on two, hosting on one. Um, Tank, who was on the early episode of the podcast, he's going to be on that same, he's going to be at the same venue. He's on the, he's hosting the eight o'clock show. Uh, Andy Woodhall, who's been on Conan, um, and is currently on tour right now. He's a Raleigh based comic. He's going to be headlining that show. So Andy just dropped his, uh, his second comedy uh, album. I think it's called Step Parenting 2. I could be wrong. Andy, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, dude. This is off the top of my head. My memory's horrible right now. Um, so the festival's going to be awesome. It's going to be the people from across the country. Um, California, uh, New York, Louisville. Um, people come from all over. It's going to be some improv in there. That's going to be cool to watch. I'm going to like try to like watch some more improv and sketch stuff just so I can like get ideas for like like TV show writing, like how it like works out as far as like, you know, this and that. Um, let's see what else. You got to get those tickets. You got to Oak City Comedy Festival.com. Get those tickets. Uh, or you can send a message to Shari Diaz or Matt White. Uh, you can send a message like on Facebook. Let them know you're trying to get those sweet, sweet ticks. Um, let's see what else. So that should be solid. I'm excited for that. Um, I have to get my days switched at work, but that's already pretty much set up. So, yep. Yeah. And other than that, we out.